This is VC Projects Podcast. Tonight, my guest is Carnage. Carnage is the origin point of a variety of media instigations. In the past, these have taken the form and appearance of visual art, poetry, and sound music in galleries and performance spaces in the US, Mexico City, Berlin, Madrid, Barcelona, and Vigo, Spain. Carnage is a dwelling, a something and somewhere resisting authorship through a faith in personal and collective codes. It prioritizes a communion between different modes through chance encounters where the experience of rupture can emerge. For the purposes of this gesture series, Carnage is in the third Thursday of every month at El Nino. Thank you for joining me, and um, let's talk about Carnage in the Gestura series. Mm-hmm. Um, we're we're here tonight in Almedo, in Hollywood. Um, it's about 7 p.m. and next Thursday we're going to be having the first performance. Yep. For first, um, this one will be a performance. I think the more we do it, the less less of performance it will be, but. Um, yeah, Stevie Kinchelow will be um, collaborating and um, with me on it, and I will be performing, basically making sure that there's a sort of harmony in the voices. But I think that the more the more we do it, and the uh, the more of these series um, we do, the less my actual input will need, and. Uh, and it'll become a less less a performance. But um, at first, I'm I'm predicting that that uh, it will be it'll be interesting. It'll fail in a great way, but it'll <laughs> it'll be interesting. You should come and see it. See it, how it fails. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, in order, I mean, you can't you can't grow unless you fail. You know, you can't make mistakes unless you make mistakes. You can't grow. But, I mean, back to it, I mean, it encompasses sound, words, objects, movement, and artificial intelligence components. Um, where does it, where does it, like, what was the instigation for this? Like, what, what brought you to say, I think this is needed out there? Um, I... I think I've been thinking at uh, for a few years now, about five six years, about how everything starts with a gesture, and not just a body gesture. Sometimes a gesture before even a thought appears, um, kind of like a a pre aesthetic gesture, and um, in a way, it's kind of an empirical. <laughs> um, investigation into trying to get to that place. Um, so I want to get to that place where the gesture becomes the ludic, the, the play. Um, not the ludic, it's more like game, but like playfulness appears. And um, I think that 
the best way to do that is by uh, utilizing things we already consider to be magical in a way. Uh, words are one of them, sound, um, dance movement, and certain types of visuals. And I think, you know, uh, artificial intelligence um, as it is now is kind of a, a, a new magic in that it's it inspires kind of a sense of wonder of like you don't know what this, this the reflections or what it's going to spew back at you. So, you know, it, that's what I'm kind of kind of trying to glitch out the artificial intelligence part. So as I said, it's very much me throwing some elements together, um, trying to harmonize these elements in a way. Mm-hmm. But I have no idea how it will, um, um, what the result will be, and mm-hmm. uh, and that, and really that's why I'm doing it. If I knew what the result would be, I think I would. I, I, usually, I get bored before it's even. The, the date comes if I know exactly how it's going to result, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, which is what happened, uh, which is a a a, a trait or um, something in the history of this project, which is I wish to be as surprised as um, quote the audience or the public is when they are experiencing a work, instead of this being the separation where I'm giving the work to an audience and then kind of peeking from behind a curtain to see mm-hmm. how they react. I'd mm-hmm. like it if both of us are uh, ignorant of what the results will be and we can all be surprised together. Mm-hmm. So that's really what the Carnage Project, if, uh, if we can say it's a project, but where Carnage really comes in, it's... Uh, it's that place, that dwelling, where we're all there to be, to, to experience that rupture, as you said. Mm-hmm. Um, more than, you know, to uh, experience somebody's work. Mm-hmm. You know? we're, we're, I mean, the way that you have it sort of set up, and it, it's not really set up, but you say that with the help of movement tracking, body sensors, um, modular electronics, AI text transcribers, um, to create a spoken word piece consisting of triggered vocalized word phrases and in a way, so to speak, dancing the poem. Right. I, I think that that's the best way to translate, and I don't, but I don't know if that's exactly what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I actually hope it isn't. Um, I hope it's something not, I don't want to say completely new, but unexpected at least, mm-hmm. that we arrive at um, a third thing. Um, because, yeah, I put all these elements together and there's definitely um, experimental in the like truest scientific sense, which is uh, I have an hy- a kind of hypothesis of what might happen. But, um, and then I put these elements together and then maybe it'll be confirmed or not. and. In the art, in art, I think um, if it gets confirmed or not, is is immaterial. Mm-hmm. Um, but 
I wanted to, as I said, it's called gestura. It's coming from gestures. It's mm-hmm. I didn't want to use with uh, or collaborate with a dancer, a traditional mm-hmm. dancer, mm-hmm. because I did not want um, the deliberate dance aesthetic. Mm-hmm. Um, just like in music, I love. Uh, so this, the sort of musician that kind of transcends musicality mm-hmm. um, or the poems that um, kind of sidestep the poetic. So I think a way of putting all of these things together, um, the, the way that I choose a lot of the, the vocalizations and the phrases and um, that are going to be triggered are by recording conversations, recording voices of people that I love, um, of voices that I love, I mean. Mm-hmm. And because uh, if you listen to somebody in the flow of a conversation, in the flow of an idea of something that they're trying to say, usually that which we call a poem will appear. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't have to like apply poetic principles in order for there to be a poem. So, it might be that, um, and this always happens with art, uh, in my experience, which is, you'll be at, um, you'll experience a piece or you'll experience a work, and uh, that moment or that um, process that they call art happens for an instant or two, um, and that might be what happens uh, next Thursday, where we have a couple hours and. There's juxtapositions and things of chance that make art happen or that artistic thing happen. Um, but, yeah, that... Uh, you say, you know, the, the result could be a stream of implied meaninglessness. Exactly. Yeah, Juxtapos- juxtapositions of narrative with flickering, glitching, vocalizations. But what's important is not the result, but the possibilities um, by the process as a whole. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, especially since what's going to give it meaning, and when you have text, and when you have voices, and when you have uh, words, and uh, gesture and movement, it's everybody's going to have that moment independently. It's not really going to be in unison. Um, um, or maybe it is. But to seek a sort of uh, result or seek a sort of effect from whoever's experiencing it um, would then make it more of a performance than it already is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know? How, how can somebody... I mean, I, I, love the, I love the possibilities of it. It's, it's really brilliant. For me, <laughs> but um, how can somebody be, you know, prepare themselves for this? Just come with a open mind and willingness to, to see that the process of creative flow between mediums interacting, taking cues or not. Yeah, you could come in. I mean, hopefully with an open mind, but also with the. Um, Foreknowledge that um, we don't know 
nobody's trying to manipulate it to you or manufacture an emotion or uh, an effect. We have no idea. Nobody here is, uh, <laughs> as I said, we're not working. We're trying to keep it amateur in like the, 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 um, the true sense of the word, which is comes from love. It's not like um, professional artists, um, although we might come from years of doing art and, and, and exhibiting art, and um, so to speak. It's not, uh, you come as equals and you come as, uh, you can be suspicious, you can, you can come with a close mind. I mean, just, um, we're trying to do this as, with as much faith and humility as possible, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. um, and faith in that those moments of when art happens do exist and that we can kind of conjure one in this process. That's all. I can put all these elements together and they, I have an intuition that something in, interesting, some more, more than interesting, um, to something kind of uh, um, real could, um, could surface, could emerge from it. And um, that's why I made it a series and I want to make it a series because I think that instead of it becoming a craft where we're going to get better at, at um, getting a certain effect or, a, or, or, or making a certain thing happen every time, we'll, um, we'll get better at not wasting uh, everybody's time. You know, time is important. So if we feel like we're putting these elements together and experimenting and um, getting nowhere or or not, uh, or not, um, I don't know. It's, it's a complicated one. Well, you know, um, when I was in art school, mm-hmm. I used to go and when I was doing performance art and stuff like that, right. and it was very innovative. And, you know, I had a, a set idea of a theme and stuff and structure, but areas to jump out of. And so I used to go and sit at the hospital in the waiting room and just wait. You know, just mm. go different places and just wait. That's that's amazing. And record just handwriting it down. Right. Not not taking sound or photos, but just writing down descriptions of people and what they were doing. It wasn't a trauma unit or an you know, emergency unit. It was just merely you know, people come in and they have different things going on. And there, there was so much. Um, there, was, there was a lot of richness in that. Yeah. You know, just seeing and looking. Um, I, I, I hope that for, for me, my hope is that this sort of experiment, experiment if, if you want to call it that, I'm not sure, but will inform other creative people about their process and they may look at their own mediums whatever mediums they're doing a little bit different and not be so um not that they are but so tight Hmm. tightly bound by ritual and be willing to go outside of of ritual and explore other possibilities yeah i mean i think that before ritual there was 
there's the play aspect um, before it kind of becomes like programmatic into a ritual. Nothing. I love rituals, um, but um, as I said, I think the concentrating on on the gestural part is what is the truest um, element of the work, and it's hard to talk around the word of the the word or the term spiritual which is what we do a lot in the arts um, uh, there's other words for it but but that word has been you know dragged through the mud but in in a, in a way it's kind of a byword for what you know art aspires to in a way um, this is a way to kind of combine a lot of elements and a lot of uh, technology that we have now in order to to reach something close to that. Um, so yeah, the better we'll get better with every series, I think, and the audience and the 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 the, the, people, the, the um, crowd or the people or the person that experiences it will share with us in that improvement of um, conjuring kind of these spiritual uh, moments. You know, that's what I kind of aspire to, or I think the work could, could aspire to. I mean, I told you yesterday that I had a kind of an idea of where I wanted just to 26 or 27 to be if we get to that, <laughs> that far. Um, Sure. But I think that uh, we'll probably fail towards another direction and it'll take another, you know. That's good, though. Yeah, that's that, completely. That's honest. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's totally honest. I, I, so there's, there's kind of a direction I want to go to, but I'm totally um, at peace with like going off, uh, off the charted path, mm-hmm. you know. And... Um, And yeah, I'm, I'm, I did the first tests with some of the t- tech today and some of the, uh, those elements today. And it's, uh, and all I can say is um, the technology is getting better <laughs> in order, you know, in helping us uh, achieve what, you know, what we have in mind, mm-hmm. you know, or mm-hmm. the direction we want to go. Mm-hmm. Um, Mm-hmm. At least in that in uh, in that respect, I don't know if technology is get better in other respects, but uh, for the purposes of this uh, series, I've been really uh, really excited about it. Yeah, yeah, me too. We we talked about gesture, uh, what what that where that comes from. Let's talk about carnage being mm-hmm. a dwelling, a something and somewhere resisting authorship through a faith in personal and collective codes. Um, mm-hmm. it, it prioritizes a communion between different modes through chance encounters where the experience of rupture can emerge. We talked a little bit about that last part, but right. let, let's talk about a something and somewhere resisting authorship. That word authorship is, is an interesting word. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. I mean... I don't think that uh, I think this is something that's been in the culture at least for a hundred years now. 
Um, and I think that it's been done successfully in, in uh, a variety of ways, but we still kind of fetishize the author, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, which has been to the detriment of the author most of the times. <laughs> um, so it be, I, I began... I guess, at the, I guess I'll interrupt you just for a second. I guess mm -hmm. at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter. No. In which it doesn't really matter who the author is. You mean? Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't. I mean, we're all we're pretty obsessed now in in the culture and uh, with with the inability or wanting to or the opposite, wanting to not separate the art from the author. And um, and it, to me, it's just it that has uh, always been very very easy separating both. Um, but regardless of things with, you know, um, controversies or however we want to do that now, um, it's just been too detriment, I think, of the, uh, the idea of intellectual property mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. we have actually no idea what that is, you know, mm -hmm. and, uh, we try to like pin it down, um, in legal ways. And uh, that's to the detriment uh, to the culture and to us uh, as a, as, a <laughs> as beings, in my in my uh, opinion. Um, so it's just an intuition that I've always had that uh, the more I kind of not hid, but but rejected that pedestal or that podium or that position of authorship. Then the more agile I was, and the more um, approachable I was, and amenable to um, getting outside of my uh, comfort zone, you know, mm -hmm. and that um, maybe has not done wonders for my name or my my uh, you know career, but mm -hmm. it's uh, but it's it's been very fulfilling. Mm -hmm. But. The word carnage. Mm -hmm. Where did that? How did you? It's just um, carnage. Is just uh, an acronym. Oh, okay. It's an acronym, but um, I like very much like what I'm hoping will happen next week. Um, it's an acronym that I then found out online is um, it's like a slang Polish word for criminal. Oh, okay. Yeah. I think even a gendered one. Um, so, and also it sounds like carnage. Like, right. Uh, yeah. So, I don't know what those, that means, but in a way it makes sense, but I couldn't verbalize why. Mm -hmm. um, maybe the criminal part a little bit more. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, so it's just an acronym. Instead of wanting to, it to represent anything or mean anything, um, it means something to Polish people. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so that's kind of actually a good metaphor for the whole, the whole show next week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be something to somebody specifically. Because, I mean, as I was telling you, like, we're going to use voice-to-text that is going to be um, um, listening to a lot of glitched-out um, voices in different, uh, that's been put through different processes. 
and a lot of um, nonsensical words will probably come up on the on the screen. Maybe to, in some languages those are words. Maybe um, phonetically those are other words, or they harken to something else. Mm-hmm. That is um, that is one of the things that to me uh, is very interesting. Mm-hmm. So it's not inspired. There's nothing in the program that's inspired by something else. Oh, I think everything's inspired. I mean, every, any I, program. I mean specifically. Specifically? Yeah, I mean, every, everything yeah. is, is, um, is sort of recycled. Yeah, I think that's just, there's so many things that are recycled in it that you can't see the origin of it, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'd have to, um, I'm sure there's, uh, I have to do some research on it, but uh, gestural, like, the, the whole idea of dancing the poem, um, which is basically something I came up with verbally to explain um, to Stevie what mm-hmm. what she would what I would I would hopefully want uh, would like her to um, experience. Um, no, I don't think that we've ever had kind of the technology to be able to do that in a in a, a way. But maybe I'm wrong. Um, but I mean, you know. To me, originality, like to do things in order to be the first or to be original is like very low on my uh, yeah, yeah. my um, list yeah. of like priorities when I do anything, um, mainly because I don't think it's pretty, it's possible, but, but yeah, maybe the, the, the AI part with the dancing and the sensors and everything all put together, maybe that hasn't been done. Maybe mm-hmm. that's, in, that's, uh. That's a new modality. What's interesting is that you have these these elements of tech, right? Mm-hmm. But to me, it feels very organic. Yeah. It doesn't feel tech at all. Yeah. You're just using these these instruments, let's say, right. to create something very organic and very um, primal. Yeah. I hope. Me too. I yeah. really hope so. Um, and then, so that's that's the exciting part and for me. But going forward, I, I, I will just say this, but I, I don't expect you to answer this question or, or lead into anything else. But I would imagine that this will, like you said, evolve from one night to the next. Mm-hmm. You don't have a preconceived... Um, page of things that exactly you want to do or people you want to work with it's just going to be spontaneous from month to month no I mean in a a very real way since I'm hoping to collaborate with people I mean people will get will see the dwelling the situation the, the, the work and they will even if you know they're artists or not, or come from another field, say, oh, wouldn't it be cool if this happened and this thing happened or we use this or we did this situation? I'm open to, um, more than open, I want it to be um, a place where those, yeah, where those ideas can come up and and then be discussed afterwards and then be um, um, applied. Um, I'll use an example, like I've collected, Voices and people speaking in New York, everywhere in the world, um, 
you know, I used to live in New York until a year ago, which is like, if you're on the subway, I, I just went through all of these files I had, just hours of just recording people on the subway talking. But um, I'd like to organically get themes where we can, where people can record voices or record their experience record and send me recordings and, mm -hmm. and um, think of ways to edit them or themes to put them under or movements or, um, you know, there's a, there's a lot of elements that are variables that can be um, exchanged for others and you know there's there's the the possibility of putting certain film um, projecting all types of images as long as uh, we're all kind of going towards that we have faith in that direction that we're going towards um, then I think it'll always be compelling mm-hmm you know, until it isn't. Mm -hmm. But, um, yeah, in a very real way, um, the possibilities are uh, are many. And in a very real way, I'm hoping for an active exchange of, uh, of ideas with whoever's there, you know? Afterwards. Afterwards, yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah, not while the work is happening. Yeah, 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 afterwards. Before, afterwards, uh, you know, through email, through, but, you know social media, I guess. Mm -hmm. um, I think that's really why I say Carnage is the Night. Uh, just through as a series, but Carnage, for the purposes of what we're doing here, Carnage is kind of the dwelling, where everybody for the third Thursday of every month um, inhabits that dwelling mm -hmm. um, and has ideas what to do with it for the next year, numbered series, you know? Mm-hmm. And that way, there's, um, I don't want to say humility, but maybe like a humility where everybody comes in um, without the weight of expectation um, and roles, predetermined roles, um, but we do have a set idea of how, of where we want to reach or what we want to kind of Un, uh, unearth or uncover from the process, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. So yeah, I'm glad that you think it's organic. I think, you know, it, it's very hard with technology. It's very, uh, well, uh, um, acoustic. Yeah. You know, I mean, I mean, I don't know. It feels acoustic. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, just analog. Right. right. Analog, acoustic. I mean, whether it's acoustic or not, the space... I think will bring an acoustic quality 100%. to it. I agree. It's hard with technology and when you're using technology not to just go into the, the spectacle um, aspect of it. Um, and some people choose to either hide it or to double down on it. You know, I think in a way um, I'm kind of showing the innards of the tech like mm -hmm. everything's going to be out and about um everybody's going to be able to see cables and what's going where and where is it doing so um yeah it's not like wizard of oz type uh, thing going on but 
I th I'm hoping that the results of what the gestures do um, keep people more interested in the why and the where and the how, mm -hmm. you know, than the technique of it. Mm -hmm. um, which to me is what all the, my favorite art does. Which I'm, I transcend the, the, the thought of mm -hmm. how, where, why, who, you know, all of this stuff, which going back to where we talk about authorship, you know, mm -hmm. that when you're, to me, like those greatest works that I love, I, um, I'm never thinking of the who or the how mm -hmm. or, mm -hmm. you know, even the, the artist part of, um, of us, you know? Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's my, um, that I'm glad that you, you think it's organic. Hopefully it'll live up to that. Um, yeah. So some people are wondering if it's going to become like a movement. Hmm. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it is, if, I mean, I guess they're, they're asking about it or, or, or thinking or wondering because it's a series. I think because, well, I think because they want a movement. Right, that too, <laughs> they, maybe, they, yeah. They want, I think we all want, you know, they're yeah. hungry for a, a new way to think. Right. I, I think, like, what you're doing is you're preparing the artist in this, this age of whatever we're in, Aquarius or not, well, I mean, there is a change. Mm -hmm. I, I don't, I'm not going to be political about it, mm -hmm. but at least the people who come here, they're so seeking a community. They're so seeking um, an exchange, a communion, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, and honesty. They just want to be a part of something that's real. Yeah. I, I mean... That feels real. Yeah, I think that it being a series kind of um, uh, might put that idea in people's minds, but also it begins with a gesture, and it begins with something very simple. The reason I kind of designed it to be the way it was in this space, which is from the beginning, um, from the first time I came, it's a very special space, um, was that you had to physically come and exchange with it and with the work and be a part of it. I think that there is a hunger for that, yeah. I think that there is like um, a lot of, um, of wanting to engage with, with works and be part of them in a like, non-hierarchical way. Mm -hmm. That is, um, if there's anything that can be sort of a movement, <laughs> it's that idea. And um, and really, that's what is the most exciting part of the, of the technology, is that there's no special training, there's no, it's gestures. It's gestures and then how you, it's a very much a feedback loop mm -hmm. of how you make a movement and the technology speaks back to you and then you change your movement and then little by little, um, what's random starts to carve out kind of an intention. These are the sort of things that, um, that if you come to it with an open mind, can, um, you can imbue with a lot of meaning.
Mm-hmm. You know? mm-hmm. And that I think, and that you do, and you want to engage with it, interact with it, and become part of it. Um, maybe that's what the what people are thinking can become a movement. Um, I think so. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's what it is. Yeah. Not not to actually take the the concept of of what you're doing, but just to have a new methodology, a new philosophy um, that's based on consciousness mm-hmm. yeah. relative to new to tools and how to work I think because the world could be so a person could feel so boxed in because of media social media you know it, just everything after post-covid yeah. post-pandemic um, people are still because of their own needs or reasons, you know, wearing masks, and that's mm-hmm. that's all fine. Mm-hmm. But there's there's still this sense of fear of boundaries. Yeah. And fear of going out of the space, and yeah. I think this will help for those that are wanting it to look at space and time and objects, you know, all the, all of these things, gesture, just a new way, a rebirth in a way. Yeah. I worked hard in trying to not um, have it be a commentary on something else, have mm-hmm. it um, reflect anything in what's happening today or mm-hmm. um, be didactic in any way. Mm-hmm. So. 100% of whatever meaning these events have comes from um, the people actually experiencing it. Mm-hmm. I think that that um, might um, strike people as refreshing in a way. I think that, uh, especially since in the last few years, um, I've, I've been a bit frustrated from having to be... Um, constantly made aware, constantly made aware in a way of manipulating or manufacturing the meaning for me. Um, there's a lot of good work that uh, I think that most, com- most works that are good commentary are kind of accidental in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, the, 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 the spirit of the times kind of spews it out more than uh, because you have to be kind of a step, a step um, in front of the now in order for it to be like the spirit of the times. Because once you're commenting on something that already happened, you're already like uh, you're you're already in the past. Mm-hmm. So that's the kind of great um, commentary works are ones that didn't even know they were commenting on the age or mm-hmm. on the time they were living in. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's always post the fact. Um, but anyway, what I think, if I'm doing anything with a lot of intention and manipulating things, is in order for it not to comment on anything or have any sort of, um, it's not a commentary on technology or how AI is replacing, is none of these things. Um, mm-hmm. But I mean, if you want to see that, I mean, <laughs> maybe I should edit this out so you can, you know. Um, no, I so I don't tell, you know. It can be commentary if you wanted to, I guess, like anything, you know. 
Well, I guess you know that's that that's just the you know the observer who becomes the critic. Right. You know, so there's no control over that. Right. But yeah, so I I, I don't want to I wanted to I don't want to keep going into that mm-hmm. aspect because next week will be the the inauguration and and it'll take off um and we'll see where it goes but you know just the way you think um it's just very refreshing and and your your ideas of just really breaking down um what this sort of world is and society not in a negative way but just to just break it down to the essential um it's just very liberating you know for me it's very very liberating so i i wanted always kind of like my last question is always um if you can give advice to your your younger self or to um a person doesn't matter their age. It could be a, a, a young a young person, or it could be an old person, who's just um, wanting to be creative, wanting to get into exploring language, visually, um, sound, um, rhythm, harmony, not harmony, um, anything. I mean. Can, can, do you have any sort of words of wisdom to, to just kind of share with what, what, you, what you wish somebody would have told you or you would have figured out earlier on or, or at this juncture, like, you know, just don't think about it and do it. I don't know. I don't know what's on your mind. Yeah. That. That's interesting. I don't know. I, I mean, yes, like if I would have see my younger self, and I know my younger self would not listen to me at all. But, you know, it's very, the only things I can think of are very banal. But, you know what, that's interesting in itself. Right. <laughs> I mean, none of our younger selves would listen, you know. They, no, I mean, it's, I, my younger self would listen to you, you know, <laughs> but he would never listen to me. You know? Okay. Like, if my younger self saw me right now, it's just, you know. I would look at him in such a condescending way, probably. <laughs> um, he would listen to anybody else, but not to me. But uh, I would say, um, you know, sleep is important. Things like that. It, it is. It took me like 25 years. You know, I might see me 25, but my whole life to realize um, how clear headed and how um, easy everything was with seven, eight hours of sleep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And drink uh, plenty of water, you know. And um, <laughs> things like that, you know, things that I thought I was, uh, that were completely um, not at the heart of the matter mm-hmm. are actually really important. Um, yeah. But... <laughs> um, one person told me, I asked this advice, right. not in this podcast, but oh, it was probably about 15 years ago, <laughs> and I think this is kind of where this question came up, and they said, you need to floss. Right. 
It's I mean, it's really just, important. Right. Because it, it, like, it will really screw up your head. I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I totally agree. I mean, because if, if you're asking advice, it's, it's like, I, I, I have to know somebody um, to know what advice to give them. But if there's any general well, advice I could give creative, to... It's like a creative person. You know, right. You see, you see somebody on, you know, in a cafe. And, okay, so you see an older person in a cafe and they're like, they see you and they're like, oh, you know, hello, son. Love to be creative. You can be creative. Right. Little kid. Wow, that's really cool. I want to do that. You yeah. can do that. Of course you can. Yeah, I, I think that... You don't have to go to art school. Just do it. I mean, yeah. I mean, <laughs> that's another podcast. But um, I think that um, the, the way that things got a lot easier and um, faster in a way and more, um, more productive, for lack of a better word, was when I, um, I, I came to um, peace with the knowledge that I didn't know what I wanted. Mm. When I was at peace with that, um, you know, you, I, I loved sound, I loved um, film, I loved music, and then my passions would go from one extreme to the next, and. Um, I saw people who were very disciplined in one sort of craft, mm -hmm. and I always kicked myself for not having just one path and just being able to stay on it, um, until I realized that my path is just no path, <laughs> in a way, mm -hmm. that, um, that these things could be married together, or not, but idea, everything was like the flow of ideas, the flow of... Um, whatever creativity is, um, really started um, coming out more dependably when I came to peace that I did not know what I wanted. Mm. Um, and really, like I've said this to friends before and with relationships, it's like the most, to me, the most destructive relationships in, in any way or with people are with people who truly believe that they know what they want, but really have no idea, you know? Um, once you can go to peace, like, I don't know what I want, I don't know how this is gonna end, I don't know where it's going, I don't know, and come truly to peace with that, then you won't prejudge every one of your thoughts, you won't prejudge any yeah. one of the uh, impulses you have the expectations. Expectations, and you know, and you and the, by way of prejudging them, the, the, one of the ways you do that is by saying, "Oh, this is a waste of time," or "I just wasted my whole time doing this," or that's like that just you know throws you out of whack completely. Um, whatever you're putting your focus on and attention on is the thing that you love and the thing that um, that deserves your attention and focus at that moment. Mm -hmm. It uh, if you do it you know sincerely with um, with true faith, then uh, something you unearth something. It might not be major, mm -hmm. um, but who's to judge what's major or minor? Mm -hmm. you know? So.
So, other than drink a lot of water and floss, like that person said, which is <laughs> brilliant, I think it's totally true. Um, get a lot of sleep, exercise. Uh, you know, things that I could generally say to anybody else, um, that's the only general advice I could give. Mm-hmm. You know, Just be at peace with not knowing. Yeah, that's doing. that's good. Yeah, don't don't torment yourself. Yeah, just exist. And um. And if you talk to some people enough, you know, um, and you have a true conversation with them, you realize how little people know what they want, mm-hmm. and they're fine, you know, mm-hmm. and that we're all kind of <laughs> under this mass illusion that we know exactly what we want. Yeah, <laughs> I I remember um, my younger self and. A friend of mine said, you need to learn to play chess. And I said, why? And she said, because you need to understand when you don't know your next move, don't move. Just stay. Right. There's no urgency. Just stay as long as you need to stay. Hmm. That was a really good lesson. (laughs) I mean, I literally did learn chess, but um, it was a really good lesson, you know? Because I was always like, I had, I felt like I had to move. I had to be, to be doing stuff. Yeah. It's like, no, it's, it's a waste, a complete waste of everything. That is a waste. It's not, um, it's not a real, it's just a nervous energy, really. Right. For me, it was anyways. No, no. And scattered and, um aggravated and you know just 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 totally planned out and manipulated and 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 just like i think there's a you know there's a a fear of that too because of being in the city or not you know right. so it just de- depends on your environment i was in the city at the time but anyways um thank no you. i mean I, th- I totally i'm sorry if i no, belabor the point but no go ahead I totally, um, with writing it happens, and if you're a musician or um, where you're not, you, you don't, um, you just have to sit down and write it, and write, and then in the middle of writing, you'll start taking a sort of direction here and a sort of direction there, and, you'll, and, and the form will, and the content will kind of eke out a form. Um, but if you were, before you put, you know, a word on the page, you're thinking, okay, what do I want? And how do I want to say it? I mean, it's much harder that way, at least. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think it's better to, uh, mm-hmm. to just start writing without thinking or start uh, playing music without thinking, where do I want to go? How do I want to get there? Um, and I think... The best, my favorite books are the ones where I get that feeling, where this this is how it, it got made, and my best music is is that it wasn't all thought out and mapped out in a mathematical way. Mm-hmm. You know, um, those are my all my favorite works, in that I can see that um, whoever was authoring them was just as surprised as the reader that's reading them. That these things, you know, came on the page. That's the exciting part. Yeah, maybe there's a freedom for the unknown. Yeah, yeah. In that totally. in that moment. One hundred percent.
Oh, thank you. It's a great pleasure to to chat about carnage and what it is and why it is and where it's going and what it does and what it doesn't do. Um, it's, it's, it's really wonderful. I'm so pleased. Thank you. Yeah, I'm really, I'm really um, grateful for the, the space and the opportunity and, and you believing in it. Um, I think... Uh, it's coming up nicely. We have 10 days till the, till the show. And, uh, and please come come along at 7 o'clock Tuesday yeah. night. Yeah, so Thursday, um, February 16th at 7 p.m. Um, Alvito's 1028 Northwestern Avenue in uh, 90029. So it's theoretically East Hollywood. Um, somebody recently said, does that even exist? Apparently it does. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's off of Santa Monica and Western uh, block from Melrose. So yeah, come by. It's going to be the third Thursday of every month for quite a while. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so uh, and next Thursday is the first one. So thank you. Thank you.